0: hey good morning everyone i'm so excited because today's verse and the next reading in our series on john just happens to be one of my favorite verses of the bible so we're looking at just one verse today first john 1 5 and it reads this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you god is light in him there is no darkness at all now we all have our favorite verses right i mean i know you do too and this one is just definitely one of mine because it continues to challenge and heal me in fact this actually is one of the main verses that brought me back to christianity because for a long a long long time i could not claim christianity as my faith anymore because in middle school and then after that i you know got involved with a church that loved to talk about a god of light but ultimately this god was more like a god of darkness I witness all kinds of homophobia, racism, sexism, the realities of patriarchy, hell used as a scare tactic, fear that I'd come home and my family would be raptured without me, constantly wondering if I was truly saved, and ultimately just a, a violent depiction of God. And sadly, I know that's true for many of you watching, too. And that's definitely not a god of light. So, you know, in my early 20s, I was wrestling with all of this, and I was, I was really struggling because I had just moved to New York City after battling cancer for two years. And at one point, I was told I only had a 15 to 30% chance of survival. Now, at this point I was in remission, which was great, but I felt like, I just felt completely lost because I was supposed to go to New York City to fulfill my Broadway dreams, to take over New York City, right? But at this point in my life, my singing voice just couldn't do what it used to do. I just was kinda stuck wondering, okay, well, what's next? I mean, I knew I wanted to make a difference in the world. I was super spiritual and I knew I wanted to inspire people, but I just couldn't see how. And so one day when I was sitting in my apartment in New York City, wrestling with all this, and I'm just sitting there in meditation, and I heard this voice, like loud and clear. And it said, live light. It was like one of those like, okay, I'm pretty sure that was like God speaking to me, but like, am I going crazy here, right? Live light. And in that moment, I I felt like I had a new direction, a mission to help people live light. And, And you know, God was kind of sneaky about that too, because I feel like God knew that you know, if he had said, or if God had said, God is light, in God there is no darkness. That probably wouldn't have appealed to me at that time. Because again, in my head, I was still healing from this destructive image of God. In fact, I was kind of mad at God. Because I, I really, honestly, I thought that God was punishing me, that God gave me cancer that god was teaching me a lesson and now i was stuck because of god and again i know i'm not the only one who's thought things like that i mean maybe you have right when things go bad do you ever revert to that kind of thinking it's easy to do because a lot of us grew up thinking about god that way In fact, there's a lot of America that believes this about God. For instance, let's take COVID-19. A horrible thing that has happened. Over half a million people have died. More than World War II, Korea, and the Vietnam War combined. Businesses have been destroyed. Racial inequalities continue to get worse. And many of us live now in this Kind of worry and fear about well, what's next? Can I be around this person? Are you vaccinated? Are you, are you vaccinated? Who isn't? But you know, one of the worst things about it is that research shows that two thirds of Americans believe that God gave us this virus to teach us a lesson to make us more faithful. Two thirds of Americans believe that. That doesn't sound like a God of light to me. That's a God of darkness. A God who creates evil to punish and destroy us, to teach us a lesson, is not a God I'm willing to follow. And it wasn't a God I was willing to follow then. Because when we make those claims about God, we give God those attributes. We're essentially saying that God is evil, God is a murderer, God is violent, and God is destructive. Look, and again, I get it. It's become normal to (laughs) think of God this way because that's so often how God is taught. Even if we don't say those things explicitly, that's what we're saying. And it gets confusing, right? Because if we're honest, right, there are segments of the Bible that speak about God in violent ways, and we can't deny that. And I think these are things that we all have to wrestle with and I think the Apostle John had to wrestle with it too but see John had an advantage that that we don't he was with Jesus and saw firsthand what God was truly about John the youngest disciple the most Beloved disciple who knew firsthand from Christ that God is light. In his time, you know, a lot of people believed the same dark things about God that we might. For instance, uh, he was speaking to the Gnostics who believed that the creator and his work were evil and that men's souls were imprisoned by earthly life. He was speaking to people maybe like me, right? They called them secessionists who turned away from the faith and probably because, like me, they didn't want anything to do with that kind of God. But John's saying to all of us, to them, no, 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 that's not God. I've been with God, Jesus, the revelation of God in human form, His is the message we have heard and declare to you, God is light. In Him, there is no darkness at all. This is the message. And this is the message we have to come to understand. God doesn't create evil. God is a God of light. God doesn't create suffering. God is a God of light. And if we learn to interpret the Bible through this lens of God's light, God's love, not God's hate or God's darkness, then we have something worthy of proclaiming, just like John. This is what we're called to proclaim. God is light. In God, there is no darkness. That's a God I can follow. A God worthy of praise and Years later, after I heard, live light, I finally found this verse in John, and it it started to confirm everything I knew God to be. It started to heal me of all that, that trauma from the past. It helped me find a way back to a different kind of Christianity, a reconstructed hope for the future. And this is the part of the sermon where I tie it up in a nice, neat little bow, right? no because that's the easy part of this message right that's that's the expected route huh but I think there's actually more to this verse in fact I think there's even a little trap in this verse that we have to watch out for a trap that I know I've fallen into as well and that's this that sometimes we can be so blinded by God's light that we fail to see or intentionally ignore the darkness around us. We've got this dark little cave back here that you probably didn't even know was there, right? Because understanding that God is light and not darkness is incredibly important and healing. But as Barbara Brown Taylor notes in her book, Learning to Walk in the Dark, sometimes it can also put us in this full solar spirituality mode. Now, what does she mean by that? Well, she says in her book, if, if we're not careful, this way of thinking offers people of faith a giant closet in which they can store everything that threatens frightens them without thinking too much about those things it rewards them for their unconsciousness offering spiritual justification for turning away from those things and can result in a kind of spirituality that deals with darkness by denying its existence or at least depriving it of any meaningful attention You see, this can be just as dangerous. I mean, sometimes we get so caught up in the light that we're no longer aware of the darkness. Sometimes the light of God becomes an excuse to hide from the dark realities of this world. And I'll be 100% honest, that was totally me and still is me in a lot of ways. Because once I figured out that God was light, oh man, I just want to chill in this light all day. In fact, if you bring me out of this light, then then you clearly don't know what God is about, right? So don't bother me with the darkness of this world. That's gonna take me out of my zen. I'm here with God. <laughs> well, that's not who God is either. Yes, God is light, but God doesn't avoid darkness. Did Jesus avoid the darkness? No, he entered into the darkness. I mean, look, only a couple of weeks ago, right? We relived his crucifixion. He was crucified. He revealed the reality of darkness itself. Look, and for many of us, myself included, I don't want to come in this dark cave here. I don't want to sit with that i want to skip over black friday and hurry on over to easter sunday i mean sometimes we just don't want to sit with the reality of the continued darkness in our world i mean just this week another black man dante wright was killed only 10 miles from the courthouse of george floyd's trial i I don't want to sit with that It's tough to look at, no matter what you think may or may not have happened. It's another life cut short in a string of lives cut short by racism. It's easier not to look. But the reality is, you know, people of color don't have the privilege of not looking. Jesus didn't have the privilege of not looking. He came as an oppressed first century Palestinian Jewish rabbi. but God, I want the solar spirituality. Get rid of all this darkness. But that's not who God is. And the truth is, I lived in that solar spirituality for so long because I wasn't willing to look at my own darkness or the worlds around me there was still so much healing I had to do after my battle with cancer. I, I couldn't handle anything beyond that, so I avoided it and stayed on solar mode. I don't like being in this dark spot, or at least I didn't used to. because. Entering into our darkness as individuals, as a country, it's not an intuitive practice. Why? Because it's scary and painful. I mean, Jesus was scared to go to the cross. Jesus felt the pain of the cross. Jesus feels our pain now. But I've realized something through Christ's resurrection that I think John understood too. Jesus entered the darkness to reveal God's light i mean think about it one of one of the darkest places you could go is where jesus was buried a tomb devoid of light utter and complete darkness the absence of light the burial ground of christ's body the result of horrific violence. There was no light in that tomb except God's. And it's here, it's here in the dark that we realize new life starts in the dark. Resurrection begins in darkness. You see, it's not just that God is light, but it's more that God's light transforms darkness. Our tombs, our our darkest places as individuals and a country is where God's light is so powerfully revealed. As Barbara Brown Taylor says in that same book, she says, There is a light that shines in the darkness which is only visible there you see knowing that god is light is powerful but it's it's just a fancy theological concept unless we're willing to enter the darkness and do something about it because there's a lot of darkness in this world there's a lot of unhealed trauma within ourselves there's pain in so many hearts there's a crack a crack in everything that's how the light gets through leonard cohen wrote that in one of his famous songs there's a crack a crack in everything but that's how the light gets through that's how the light gets through we're here to be God's light in the darkness. We can't be afraid to step into these tombs, to to look racism in the face and say, no, that's not God. To look homophobia in the face and say, no, that's not God. Take your pick, whatever darkness you feel called to, no, that's not God. Every time we every time we enter that dark tomb inside of ourselves, every time we, we fight systemic policies designed to keep people oppressed, every time we give a loaf of bread to the hungry, listen to a stranger struggle, reach out to people who've been hurt by church, have difficult conversations, or just plain say, no, that's not the God I know. Every time we do those things, we live light. We become the light of Christ resurrected all over again. We, we get to step out of this tomb with the ever-present Christ. And we get to boldly say with John and with Christ and with everyone who claims this Christian tradition that this is the message we have heard from jesus and declare to you god is light in god there is no darkness at all now before we head off today i do want to leave you with three questions that might help you go deeper into this concept and I'd love for you to put them in the comments uh, email us whatever you want whatever works for you but I just have three questions the first one is what have you learned in the dark that you could never have learned in the light what have you learned in the dark that you could have never learned in the light number two what darkness in the world or within yourself can you become more curious about what can you become more curious about and finally how can you be God's light to the world this week will you pray with me God of light god of love god of peace and liberation we thank you we thank you that despite the darkness of this world despite the darkness in ourselves and all the darkness that surrounds us you continually enter into it revealing yourself as the god of light Lord, we ask for you to help us remember, to help us embody that light, to be that light for others as you have been for us. May we have the courage this week to stand up to any darkness and say, no, that is not the God I know. May we be that light for this world. In your name, I pray.
1: Amen. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Oceanside Sanctuary online gathering. If you're new to these gatherings online, we would love to know you're out there and that you're watching and that you're interested in what is happening in this community here in Oceanside. So you can simply get in touch with our team at the OceansideSanctuary.org backslash contact portion of the website. My name is CJ, and I've got a few announcements here for you this morning, so let's kind of jump into it. First of all, right after church today at 10 a.m., there is a Justice Works team meeting. Our Justice Work team uh, partners with other nonprofits and other churches throughout San Diego County to bring local policy changes to police practices, homelessness, and climate change. This is an amazing group to be part of and we would love for some more of you to be involved in the Justice Works team. Once again, that's gonna happen today, right after 10 a.m. on the old Zoom. The link is below. It's also in the comments. Come on out if you're interested in serving on this team. The more people, the more action our Justice Works team can take on local issues. Coming up on May 2nd, And May the 16th, mark your calendars for both of those days from 12 to 3 p.m. Some church volunteer workers are needed. And we are so excited because we've been talking about getting back together very soon in person. And we want to spruce the joint up a little bit. We want to make sure things are ready at the Oceanside Sanctuary. And we would love to have your help. Once again, that's coming up on May 2nd and May the 16th from 12 to 3 p.m. Uh, lunch is gonna be involved and knowing Jason and Chanel is probably gonna be something like steak and lobster with some sort of fancy whiskey drink on the side. So I'm there May 2nd, May 16th, 12 to 3 p.m. We would love to have your help with some small projects to get the church ready for the big day, the opening day. Coming up on May the 8th from 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. It's the roots class. And the Roots class is an introduction to what the Oceanside Sanctuary is all about, especially for those who are new to OSC. Um, If you just need a little refresher course, if you've been part of the Oceanside Sanctuary for a while, but you forget what the mission and uh, the beliefs are of the Oceanside Sanctuary, this is a great class to be part of. It's gonna be a half day on Saturday, May the eighth from 9 a.m. to 12:30 p.m. This is also going to take place on the Zoom. I'm, I'm super excited for a day very soon in the future where we don't have to talk as much about the Zoom and we're going to be more in per- more in person. And that's coming. It's going to happen. So come learn about the history, the values, and the mission of the Oceanside Sanctuary. To RSVP, go online to the OceansideSanctuary.org/backslash calendar you can also find out more about the volunteer work day on the calendar portion of the website and then finally we always want to encourage you to give to the oceanside sanctuary to give up your time to give up your resources to support what the oceanside sanctuary is doing the oceanside sanctuary is a 501 c3 nonprofit and it serves survives on the gifts uh, from those who believe in the Oceanside Sanctuary. So please, please, please consider giving. You can go online to the oceansidesanctuary.org give for more information, or to start giving, and you can certainly always ask our pastoral team um, more about how your giving impacts the Oceanside Sanctuary. Well, continue to stay safe, continue to stay healthy. We're very, very excited to see you very, very soon. Have a great week, everybody.